0: You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of February 27, 2022. This is episode 206.
1: Nice area code.
0: From that city that doesn't have a 206 area
1: code, I'm AJ Barsay. And straight out of 98226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we're going back to school, y'all. I brought my pencil. Give me something to ride on, man. We're going to talk about the adventure life in a classroom format. All that and more next on the Bellingham Podcast
0: school's out for trekking hey chris hey chris <laughs>
1: i am not caffeinated for the record we've got a sponsor later on in this show but aj's intro is brought to you by the, the amphetamines of and the caffeines of no, uh, no what are you drinking no, no
0: caffeine seriously
1: uh, what are you drinking oh okay
0: uh actually so i've got i, I thought i've showed you this before it's called gt's alive uh, so it's, okay, I jokingly call it, it's mushroom Go water. to sleep? No, 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 no. So, okay, so it's it's root beer. Grand Theft. Uh, Gran, uh, grand Theft Mushroom. Okay, cool. So, yeah. uh, so no, it's a, um, I, I stumbled on this by accident because uh, I like root beer, but I don't do like, you know, traditional root beer sure. with uh, high fructose corn syrup and stuff. So anyway... Um, I found this, and it's it's actually a root beer made with uh, reishi, chaga, and turkey tail mushrooms.
1: That's a great password.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. That especially. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> no. So I jokingly call it, it's mushroom water that it tastes like root beer, but it's it's you know healthy for you.
1: Okay, and where would someone acquire this? Uh,
0: uh De Hagen, Co-op. It's it's a thing.
1: Any of your local healthier grocery store establishments yeah. with the fizz to go along with it. Totally, totally. Cool. Sounds good. Well, I'm drinking green gunpowder tea, so Ooh. let's shoot our mouths off a little bit and get into uh, this this episode. This could be. Dear listener, a, a multi-part series because uh, here's why. Recently, On the last episode, we made comment about a presentation AJ was making at the Whatcom Museum, uh, the Bellingham Old City Hall. Yeah, big uh, red you, building. The big red building. And uh, I attended that. And uh, if, if you were there uh, among the throng, then uh, you would have seen my ugly face with a mask on. But AJ did a, a fabulous travelogue on traveling and trekking with a toddler. And uh, check out the substack because there's more information there. But as I'm listening to him talk, which was highly informative and a great look into the world of A.J. Barsay, my podcast partner in crime, he talked about one particular item in, in general during the COVID era when life brought lemons Falling from the sky, the, these these are contagious COVID lemons. Of course, you, you get you get a little bit of a mixer and you make some lemonade. In some cases, <laughs> lemon drop. If you if you're a fan, shaken not stirred. Shaken not stirred. And you came up with this uh, way to be able to engage with your little uh, called adventure. Goji, yeah, uh, which is a, a combination of adventure, duh, plus pedagogy, which is the teaching. Mm-hmm. I know my g- Greek and Latin roots, uh, <laughs> but you made some curriculum for the outside, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, self by cracky, we got to talk about this on the show because there's a lot of people that want to get the heck out, sure. especially now that the weather is getting a little bit more sunnier with some snow, with some snow as as we're recording, uh, but the weather temperatures are warming up and people want to get out of the house and and the, the thing. Here's the 101 course guide uh to adventure uh classroom.
0: So when the whole premise of the the travel log was uh a buildup of of everything that most people have listened to the show for the last five and a half years know about me and my little and, and stuff, but uh, the thing was during the pandemic, a lot of, uh, a lot of fellow parents were always asking like, Oh, what's, what are you and your son doing these days? And so, you know, I talk about this adventure, that adventure, or, you know, this hike or that hike. And I always got the same thing where, Whoa, he did that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sitting up on top of the oyster room. Oh, Whoa. You know that. And it was funny because, uh, I I've always said, like, it's just, I'm raising a little mountain goat. That's who I am. That's how we are as a family. He's a cute
1: little mountain goat, but yes.
0: Yeah, he's a very cute He's going to be
1: a, 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 a bringer of the destruction mountain goat when the time comes, because I know this little, and he's a heck of a, a character.
0: Yeah, yeah. So when my background in education, you know, it was funny because I studied pedagogy in my bachelor's, andragogy, the study of adult learning and teaching in my master's. And joke, jokingly, I just told myself, well, you know, now as I'm reaching my my, my forty, my fortieth birthday. Oh dear, scene, oh dear. You know, as I'm coming into my forties, well, I, I I must be clearly teaching my son, you know, uh, adventure goji, and so it just kind of stuck. And I didn't have anywhere to put it. it. Didn't really fit here in the show or or anywhere else until this travel log came out so that I could you know put it put it to use. Um, funny enough, like if you Google adventure goji, it doesn't. Sh- there's like there's no. There's no, nobody's usually has used that term. So it's kind of a unique, I think it's a unique thing. I'm thinking you better hop on Namecheap. Sure. And um so so here's a bit of a a, a backstory okay um this is the in, 99 here's the here's Pe- the 99. 99 so in the pacific northwest we obviously are predominantly a culture of people who like to be outside and stuff but what do you start with there, as we've talked on the show like if you're more of an urban dweller you know there is trepidation of going on the trails if you there's there's lots of people that are uncomfortable because of the unknown because they do not know where they're at or they don't have a sense of place. And these are all things that I've seen in youths growing up that I wanted to make sure my son had no matter where in the world that he goes off to. I want him to have this core essence of being a Cascadian. That was the, the crux of my, um, discussing about how I, I identify myself. Ich bin ein Cascadian. We D- oui? like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. good? Yeah, um, So to be a Cascadian and having that sense of place and having basic wilderness skills instilled at an early age and having that bridge into both life skills and cognitive skills. You know, we we say as parents that we want to have critical thinkers. We want to have children that are resilient. Well, when you're five, they have no concept of what that means. And a lot of the times, uh, and this isn't a knock against parents, like, you know, it, we all parent different ways, but a lot of the times when I talk to, to other parents, you know, they have their their teen or whatever, and then they start introducing these topics, you know, how to teach them to quote, adult. Why not just do baby steps along the way? And get so them, that's- Get them started early. Yeah, and so that, that was kind of the impetus of, uh, again, my, my background as a teacher of like bridging something that is fun and I'm passionate about, but building in life skills. So it all started when he uh, was three and we ascended the Oyster Dome. Okay. And, uh, you know, as I said jokingly in the travel log, like the Oyster Dome is not, I mean, we did the Oyster Dome.
1: Yes, but I'm eight times body weight heavier than your little. And so that right. was a bit of a challenge for me compared, how did he do in ascending?
0: Yeah. So it was, it was an all day thing, yeah, you yeah. know, and everybody passed us and that was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't care because when he got to the top, every, basically everybody started applauding oh, because here's... Cool. Here's a little mm-hmm. that ascended, you know, and he just, you know, was just out with dad. But in and amongst the hours that it took to ascend and descend the oyster dome, um, that's where the the real start of this whole uh, adventure goji kind of came in. And he had not really been on a big trail or a quote. Not I'm not saying that the oyster dome is a big mountain, but to to the scope of a of a three going on four year old. Venture Dome, you know, the Oyster Dome is a big mountain.
1: As they say in the Northeast, the Oyster Dome is huge.
0: It's huge. (laughs) So I had to figure out a way to start off with, okay, what are some basics just to, one, manage him and still keep him interested and still teach him? And so I jokingly just said, okay... Buddy, we gotta come up you gotta follow the mountain rules if you wanna be out here with mountain
1: Dada. rules. This is this was what initially triggered my thought for this show. Bingo. Hit it.
0: So rule number one, always listen to data. That's
1: okay. well, always listen to AJ in general.
0: Well, so and this also, all data slash mama. But right. mom's Usually uh, at home reading and studying for for exams. But, but there
1: are some mamas that are doing the exactly. whole trailblazing. So, but yeah. the
0: but the impetus is again you want you want your little to listen to your listen to your parents, right? So rule number one, listen to your dada. Number two, we never goof around. Of course not. Because especially on a mountain, when you goof around as you get bigger, that's when accidents happen. You break things or potentially die on a mountain.
1: And the only time you goof around is on a podcast. Exactly. That's right.
0: Uh, rule number three, always pay attention. What? Like, always pay attention what always pay up a- so <laughs> there you go this one comes from the fact that when you're out in the wilderness you have to this is this is situational awareness you're teaching them to be aware of not just their own their own body but also critters because they're when we're out in the wilderness we're out in somebody else's house not ours and those with four legs and claws are going to win
1: different adventures in the urban realm versus the uh nature realm
0: exactly so paying attention also to weather. What does that mean? What does that look like? You know, uh, my son knows to keep it, uh, an eye out. If the wind starts blowing, look for clouds. Why? Because there might be a storm coming in. And for, uh, f- from, <laughs> from age three to five, as soon as there's wind and we're on a mountain, oh, we better hurry. There's a storm coming. Now, there may not be a storm coming, but that's something that he innately knows. And I want him to have those reflexes. Right. Even if there is no storm coming, it tells me he's thinking. Yep. Rule number four, be careful. That goes without saying. Now, that's different than uh, never goof around because being careful is also being prepared. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into being careful, both forethought and being active.
1: It's it's one thing to say take care right? versus see you later goof.
0: Exactly. Right. And then number five because the whole premise of Mountain Rules, you get one rule for every year you're alive. All right. So it, the, that's why he's five. So there's uh-huh. five. Tune tune in next year, he'll get number six. But hey, what, 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 until number five,
1: then let's get a sneak peek for number six.
0: Okay. Well, do, I won't I won't leak it yet. All right. Fine. Uh, he does listen to the show. Okay. Hey, little. <laughs> so. Number five, and because he's five now, uh, this was an important one because he actually did his first big, big mountain. We, we climbed Winchester, which is about 6,500 feet with, uh, several thousand feet of elevation gain. And that was his big summit last season. So number five was you only go as far as you know, you, you can get
1: back. Say that one more time, because that's very important for all people heading out. Yeah.
0: Only go as far as you know that you can get back. All right. Because the, the and I said this in the the travel don't log. pull a Frodo. Don't. Yes. Uh, no. Any any alpinist or mountaineer will tell you. You know, summiting is is optional. Okay. Getting back home is mandatory. Okay. And to to put this in a perspective of the lens of of someone who is five. You know, you only go as far as you know that you can walk yourself back or you know that you can pack yourself out, or what if something happens? How are you going to get back? That is the whole premise of it. And if that, that could be for physical fatigue, it could be, oh, shoot, we don't have enough snacks. Well, blow it off, go back. You know, it goes back to again, being careful and always paying attention. It, they all stack. It's a spiraling curriculum. Those are the foundational five. Correct. So that's the mountain rules. And and it's funny because, uh, and I share this freely because like anybody who has met my son or met me and, you know, they, and they hear the story, I always pass those those mountain rules because more and more parents want to know that because, oh, I want to try it. Those are great. Let me, let me use them. Cool. It's basically creative Commons, folks. Like, here you go. That's the how Mm -hmm.
1: as you're, as you're going out on an adventure, let's talk about the where.
0: Okay. So obviously, because we're the Bellingham podcast, we're going to start right here in our backyard.
1: As well, we should.
0: Well, and that—that's why I started. That's—that's that's also where I started with him as well. You know, I did not when when I threw up the picture of him sitting on the Oyster Dome, which got uh, recognized in Essence of Bellingham two years ago, I think. The like I said, he didn't. I didn't just pick one weekend. Like, yep, we're going to go up the Oyster Dome today. No, this is something where I we started just walking around the block walking around the block went uh, walking around the parks, walking around the parks, went to the interurban trail. And then from there, I took them out. So if you're if you're already starting, let's let's start with urban hiking. Okay. let's let's let's
1: start with someone who may not have been able to consider the Oyster Dome. Right. Like me before I met you. Right. But you're familiar with doing some mall walking or some uh, long parking lots. From the back of Costco into the All main the entrance, way in. Yep. where would someone start?
0: So for here in Bellingham, the interurban trail, just pick a point. And I, I actually shared this with you a couple of years ago. Yes. Is, because uh, I just got my truck fixed, right? So I I drove my truck down to uh, Toyota, mm-hmm. okay, dropped it off, and I walked back home. Sure. And I shared you that map and you're like, whoa, that's cool. And that's what I would encourage you to do, just like you were saying with Costco. Here in Bellingham, we have the benefit of the interurban and the railroad trail and the Northridge trail wherever you live if you live in the the bellingham or suburban area of bellingham the next time you have to have a big service on a vehicle or uh if you're going to go get groceries or whatever bike or walk to or from that place yeah. just start halfway
1: my wife do, uh does something which is rather uh interesting she has a friend mm-hmm. that they will go walking together yeah. park at a location walk to another location where the other's car is at. Exactly. So for example, from our house, there is a particular trail that's about three miles away. Mm-hmm. They'll both drive, come pick her up at our home, go up to that trail, take one car, walk back to our home in her car, drives her back, Yep. and then what a great time.
0: Yep, exactly. And and that, that way you're doing half the distance. It just It's conditioning because you'll get to the point where you just start from your house, go and come back. Yep. From there, and like I said, that's the Interurban Trail, the Railroad Trail, and the North Ridge Trail if you're out here in the Tweed 20 area. If you want to take it one step further, go out to semiyamu and you have to help me because I can't remember the name of it. The, there's actually a trail system at semiyamu where you basically park at the beginning where it's like, welcome to Semiyamu. Mm-hmm. You park there, and you can walk the entire point all the way around. It's,
1: uh, it's, it's around Drayton Harbor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we don't know the name of it because we're knuckleheads, but I think the first parking lot you see as you kind of descend into the beauty that is the semiamu yeah. uh, spit if you will uh, overlooking white rock. Yep. Park and just start walking, you'll see the signs.
0: Yeah, I think it I want to say it's called like the centennial trail or continental trail or something like that. But what's great about that is you're one you have a wonderful view, two it's both paved and you can go out on the beach and stuff. You're not especially for those that are uh, up in years or you you have maybe you're young and you didn't take care of your knees because you mm-hmm. played too many too much football. You know, starting with even ground is an important thing, but you know, getting getting yourself acclimated. So I would start there. The other thing, if you have littles, going back to, if you have a little, incorporate geocaching. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so geocaching is a free service that uses your phones, GPS, and there's these um, riddles and waypoints um, on a map that's it's all communities uh, developed. And you have to find these little treasures, and when you do, you log it, you sign a little thing, and you stick it back and hide it for the next person. And this does a couple of things. One, it introduces mapping, directions. So my my five-year-old can tell you north, south, east, west, and what, er, where everything is, such as, you know, Mount Baker is to the east. That's where the snow lives. Oh, yes. Uh, west is where the sun sets, and that's where the water is. Like, he knows this at an early age. So those are two elements of just getting yourself started in hiking, is just get off the couch and start walking, okay, and getting out. There you go. From there, you might want to introduce um, like the flora and fauna of the Pacific Northwest. And it always surprises me when I talk to people who have lived here all their life and they still don't know what stinging nettle looks like. And they'll just uh, oh, what, what was that stinging
1: name? nettle stinging nettle. Oh, yeah, that but, was actually uh, one of my buddies in high school He played catcher uh, on the baseball team. He's now serving a nickel Up State. Anyway stinging nettle oh, that That's a good that's a good one. Thank you
0: Uh, no, so stinging nettle is this big broadleaf th- thing that you see on the trails and stuff and you'll know it when you see it if you touch it because you'll you're you'll start getting hives immediately and it's white hot feeling and stuff and it's also, um, uh, from, from our, our uh, First Nations people, it's also a, a medicinal tea that you can make when it's in season. But the stinging part, um, you know, if you have a little, man, you don't want to see a kid touch oh, stinging, no. out, they'll draw back a, a totally plump hand. Yeah, so good. taking uh, a walk around the Stimson Nature Reserve so that you can identify things, even, even things that aren't potentially hazardous to, to your little. But pointing out what's the difference between a cedar and a dug fir mm-hmm. you know introducing some of that natural sciences
1: and by the way uh here's here's a link in the Substack uh notes educate thyself parent yeah. as you take your kid out because you'll be able to become familiarized not just to sh- share with them you'll a- you'll actually uh learn for yourself yes uh, what the difference between a deciduous and a coniferous a tree can be and uh other things like that
0: exactly and it's just again it comes back to the always pay attention you know you're you're paying attention to what's around you and being cognizant so that's your flora and fauna route and then if you're looking for an intro into just beginning forest trail hiking i wouldn't say tackle the the oyster dome because there's a bunch of switchbacks on the bottom uh i would say go out uh, a little bit closer here to, to to bellingham go to lookout mountain like if you're heading towards um sudden Valley Sun Valley okay and there's uh, uh there I can't remember what gate it's at but in between bellingham and sudden Valley there's lookout mountain and basically you just park there's a bit of a steep climb to start but it's all even trail and there is a waterfall up there ah you just, see h- just hike up to the vista it's a nice little vista Turn, you get your Instagram post and come back down to your car
1: get something under your belt exactly uh, before you hit the big oyster zone take it from me uh also one thing that you can take uh from me is the awesomeness that is 102.3 FM KMRE radio
0: they are low power but they are streaming uh, worldwide on Camry.org
1: that's right and AJ I want to pause for, uh, for this uh, class we need to take a little bit of a bathroom break slash recess recess, recess. we have a new sponsor to the Bellingham podcast family excellent who is it this time Chris friends you might have heard about the latest craze that's sweeping the nation it's called and I'm using air quotes here social media oh interesting all the kids are using it on the internets and some grown-ups have tried it out as well. See, many people are finding out that this social media phenomenon is a great way to comment on people's posts, as the kids like to call it nowadays. Fun fact, AJ, a lot of these comments and reactions people make to someone sharing an opinion or belief are not that nice in nature. Oh, man. Not quite naughty by nature. High 90s rap. But they're not nice. And in some cases, they're rather insulting to the person sharing with others. Oh, not nice. The kids, you know, the kids. Call this not-nice response dunking on someone. Dunking? In the newfangled social media. Now, I'm not talking about Dr. J, Julius Serving, throwing down the basketball against Kurt Ramis in the 1982 NBA Finals. Of course not. And I'm not talking about the fine, wholesome national chain Dunkin' Donuts. Some people on social media have made it a game to dunk on others all over the Internet. Those trolls. Well, guess what, AJ? Speaking of trolls, our new sponsor, the fine folks at Troll Games have taken this toxic, hurtful online response and brought it home with their new board game that's destined to sweep the nation. It's called Dunkin' Dozens. They combined the popular insults of the 80s and 90s called Dozens, a slang term for put-downs and insults targeting family members, and unleashed it for the Roaring Twenties, this decade we're in right now. Here's how Dunkin' Dozens works. You can have four to eight players, or each player has to accumulate 50 points. To earn points, you have to pick a random number card equal to the number of players in the game. So if there are four of us, one, two, three, four, you pick a number uh, out of the uh, pile at random. Then you choose one of the three types of dozens, a family, a friend in your life, a belief, or an achievement. Once you choose the player's number card, you can choose which dozen to share. You then have ten seconds to make a disparaging or insulting comment towards that player. The meaner, the better. Oh man! Let's say you and I, AJ, are playing with are playing Duncan dozens with our wives. Now I happen to pick your number, and I would, for example, choose a belief. What I know about you after the five and a half years on this podcast, I know you believe that the mountain doesn't care. I would then say, for my dozen, AJ, the mountain doesn't care about you because you're a poopy pants who has bad breath. <laughs> The other players would then award one to five points based on how mean my dozen dunked on you. Now, not gonna lie, that dozen was pretty mean. So I'm sure my beautiful wife would naturally give me five points if she knows what's good for her. And your lovely wife would give me five points because she's generally awesome. So that's 10 points for me. When it's your turn, you might pick my player card, choose an achievement of mine, and say, Chris, the only reason you volunteer for nonprofits in Bellingham is because you're a wishy-washy wimp wuss who cares about people more than the economic strength gain for for for-profit businesses in Bellingham. I'm sure you get a lot of points for that, if not a black eye. I'd have to duck. With Dunkin' Dozens, the comfort one gets in besmirching a stranger with insulting, stereotypical slander on social media from the comfort of their own home is taken to the next level. Now you can insult people while they're in the same room as you. What an opportunity. All those times you thought less of a significant other's beliefs or idiosyncrasies can get you points towards victory. And that victory... Bellingham podcast listener is that much sweeter once you see the reaction your callous, marginalizing, hurtful words have on the person to whom you're directing them at. With Dunkin' dozens, no one really is a winner. Everyone is hurt, ashamed, dejected, and saddened by your opponent's meanness. Our thanks to our friends at Troll Games and their new board game, Duncan Dozens. Cathartic fun for the whole family for sponsoring this episode of the Bellingham Podcast. To learn more, visit thenewshiny.org. And don't forget to check out our previous Bellingham Podcast sponsors, Megaphone with an F, Autoflipper, and Pronto Shop. Call area code 248-434-5508 to learn more. And now, class is
0: back in session. Okay, Chris, uh take your chair, make sure you put your books away. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what we're going uh, so to so to kind of wrap up the the ending of this this part of 101. I want to talk about kit. Gear. Gear, sorry. The stuff to bring with you. Right. Yeah. So something that I struggled with when we started uh getting my son into hiking is there's not a lot of options when they're 3 or so for boots. Or backpacks because you don't want them to have bigger things on them because they're going to develop belt blisters or you want to weigh them down. Yeah, you know. So um, I have a recommendation if you uh, for a small framed uh, backpack. It's made at REI, Canadian neighbors. You probably look at the mech. They probably have the same thing. There you go. And it's called the Tarn eighteen. Tarnation. Tarnation comes in a wide range of colors yellow, blue, red, sorry, Chris, no black. Oh. But wow. high vis because you want to have high visibility on your kiddo Absolutely. when you're on trail. Absolutely. Yep. But this is a smaller framed width size uh backpack so that they can haul stuff. They're they're developing the skills of carrying their own kit. And but it's not huge like you see some school bags where they flop around as they run to the bus. This and it has a sternum strap and stuff uh-huh. and it's reasonably priced. Cool. The other thing I would encourage you is get them uh, a trekking pole or two. Uh, it's a couple of and then, and for for my son it was something he had to earn. Oh, because again okay. this is this is something when you're you're trying to teach them and encourage them to uh, go to places having an incentive uh, whether that is you get a snack if you summit um, or. Uh, for him, he wanted to go on a really big hike with me because he wanted to have my my trekking poles. Oh, so I told him if if he completed it, he, you know this one big hike that we did, then he's earned it. And so we found a, a trekking pole at a garage sale. He bought it. All right, you know, and it was it's his. That way, he's taking care of his kit. This is an achievement personified. Correct, and he and it's his. So uh, I would throw that out. Also another thing that I tried, which was an accident when we were clouting Mount Erie, which is over in Fidalgo, Anacortes mm-hmm. area. Um, I was using maps.me and I put a pin at the top so that he could see yes. how far he was going. When you do that, there is a flag icon. He almost broke down in tears when we finally summited because he was expecting a flag, oh, like okay. to raise a flag. Yeah. So ever uh, after he had some, you know, after he calmed down and stuff, and he was he was still happy after afterwards, but he was just he was expecting a flag. I packed a Bellingham city flag with me, so every time we summit, he carried now he, that. Talking. He's earned his flag. Yep. So think of incentives. The other essentials are pack water for you and your little. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, that's something that gets overlooked by some some parents. Snacks. Uh, I already talked about a, a map or a GPS thing, like a Garmin or or your phone. Uh, bring a, a manual compass, okay. So that they start understanding north, south, east, west, and have them like have them hold it flat and have them tell you what direction you're going. And then also bring a watch. I don't care if it's just a if it's quartz or mechanical. I don't care, but mark the time uh, because again, your little is going to take a lot longer than you will sure. to go on any of these. And have them. Uh, carry a watch, or have them look at your watch, especially if it's an analog one, because you're teaching them time All at right. an early age. Well, that
1: was the analog side of things. What mm-hmm. about the digital side of gear? Because so, there always has to be digital in our gear.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, like, uh, so the having either a GPS or, or a phone. The other thing I always encourage most uh, parents is get them a digital camera, oh. a, a little legitimate camera. Okay. I don't care if it's a toy one or whatever, but you know, one that takes like two megapixels. I don't care, but has it has real buttons and it's not app driven. And have them start taking pictures. And then when you get back, have them show you what they've taken. So you're seeing their point of view and what they thought was worth taking a picture. Now, most of them are going to look like a three-year-old took a picture. But it's something that they, again, it's a skill. You're showing them photography and they're working with a real quote-unquote camera.
1: And something that you're going to stick up on the refrigerator yeah. Uh, to remind them of what a great time that was from right. their perspective.
0: Now, outside of that, for you as the parent, uh, some digital kit for you, is, and I've got a, a, li- a link in the, the substack. stack. Um, there's a couple of apps that I've mentioned across many, many episodes of our show, but I wanna highlight them all in one place. Seek, if you don't know what a lot of the fl- uh, flora and fauna is around here, Seek is your next best friend because it works on your iPhone or Android phone. You take a picture of a plant and it will tell you uh, kingdom final class order family genus species of the, the, the plant. And that way you can be like, oh, this white mushroom that I've always seen. Oh, this is an ink cap mushroom. You know, like you get to, you, you yourself get more uh, awareness of the nature that is around you here in the Pacific Northwest. If your kiddos like mine and you like, they, they like birds, Merlin, uh, which is produced by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. Um, it can help you identify birds and bird calls. Okay. So if you're birding, say, at, at Semiamu, because yes. that's a popular place, that's a good place. Um, Relive. I've said this before on the show. Like If you've got a, a, a GPS tracker, it, it basically collects your, your GPX data, and then it plays it back in a video and attaches photos uh of uh of the time that you were on the trail it's really great to this relive this was
1: something that was a, a a eyebrow raising cool factor in your presentation mm-hmm. uh folks when you are clicking on that uh, to our presentation of aj's you'll see relive in action it's highly impressive for w- what you can do on a trail or some kind of excursion yeah. to be able to see and capture those moments that's going to be something that you're going to cherish uh, for quite some time.
0: Yeah, shout out to to Danny at Rising Sun Sailor cuz so we always back, shout
1: out to Danny and well, he deserves it. He
0: does. Cuz we were we were climbing a mountain and he he loaded it up and I, I was really impressed with it, you know. So um the other things are, like I mentioned before, geocaching, which is just great for urban exploration here. And then um, maps.me, something that's an offline mapping tool or carry an analog map of the trail maps that Not you're going a bad to. Not that
1: idea. That can get them a different kind of skill set versus... Orienteering. Yeah.
0: But that's... And I plan on doing that more with my son when he's a little bit older. It's easier for him to understand a map because I can zoom out, zoom in. and Again, he's five. You know, um, a bigger map, it's coming soon. Um, and then I'm in the Garmin ecosystem. I love Garmin Explore um, because – and you can use it, I think, without a Garmin device. If you have GPX data, that global positioning exchange data files that most everything produces, you can upload it into Garmin Explore, and that can be your log, your your trekking log of all the maps that you've collected. Hacker's log. Stardate well,
1: 2022. Kind of.
0: Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where whenever we travel or we trek – um, my son, another achievement that he loves is that he collects the map that he has made. It's a treasure for him. So now we have all of these, you know, routes that we've taken um, as father and son, which is cool. Excellent. So that's uh, that concludes class, Chris, for um, for for Adventure Goji One Hundred and One.
1: I think I heard the alarm bell sound. I think class is dismissed for this episode. But I believe uh, on our next episode we're going to continue the uh, le- the lesson. Yep. With a two hundred one level.
0: But first, pop quiz. Oh. What is what is Professor AJ's favorite sub uh, uh, favorite segment in a show?
1: Uh, the Dunkin' Dozens.
0: No quality assurance. Oh, Quality
1: assurance. Yes. Okay. So now that we're waiting for the bus to take us home, what's your favorite? Uh, or what is this episode's quality assurance picked by you, AJ Barce? Ah,
0: uh, thank you, Chris Powell. So. <laughs> Um, I, 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 so I, I did the, the trial of Disney plus. Oh, and, uh, there's the show that's on there with not, uh, none other than Will Smith. Fresh Prince. So he has this, and it's great. Cause if, if you're, if you're a kid of the nineties, you'll love the reference. Welcome to earth. Okay. You know, if you remember, uh, independence day and uh-huh. he punches the welcome to earth. So he, as an actor is going out and learning from real life explorers and the skills, hence why it dovetails into 101 today, uh, and the skills that they have and or you need to develop to be a real life explorer. And what's interesting is there's an episode, and I don't have the link here, but he went out with a black explorer in like polar conditions and stuff. He is sussing out these explorers that are probably lesser known to folks. good. and this is this is brought, I think, sponsored in part by I think National Geographic is producing the show. But it's a really cool uh, it's a really cool series. and Will Smith being an actor, he's not a he is he, I mean, he's in good shape, but he is not like necessarily mountain fit. And you can tell he's speaking as someone who is learning on the spot. absolutely. And that is really refreshing to see. Sure. And it's also refreshing to see multiple. Uh, multiple points of view in the exploring community, which I, I appreciate.
1: Very cool. Uh, l- my quality assurance, it happened this week again. And uh, last episode, I think we might have talked about in quality assurance, some of the information diets mm-hmm. that we have available to us in Bellingham and Whatcom County. I want to give another shout out to whatcom-news.com. Preach! Now, what I <laughs> what I'm finding is when you go to th- this website, there's almost up to the minute or up to the hour news posted on this website. Breaking news. <laughs> I, checked, I checked one evening at 6 p.m. when I got home from the gym, and I'm just flipping through some news while dinner's cooking. And I happened to notice that something at 5 o'clock, it was posted at 5 o'clock that there was an unfortunate rollover accident on Interstate 5, Ooh. and but I'm looking at it, and it was like 5 p.m., one hour ago, and it made this uh, website. I looked on other news websites in Bellingham and Whatcom County, Uh, Didn't check Cascadia Daily, though. But anyway, the uh, other sites with paywalls uh, did not have anything uh, about that. So at least from an online website to be able to see what's going on in Wacom County, wacom-news.com, it is quality. From that's, what i'm seeing so far
0: that's cool that's all really right cool.
1: let's uh in class for this uh podcast episode
0: cool uh pack up all your bags and that wraps up this edition of the bellingham podcast thank you again so much for listening to us rating us reviewing us wherever you like to get our podcast remember if you are in the bellingham area you might be listening to us on kmre 102.3 fm they are community powered
1: because we're all about community we are family i got my podcast partner and me and they're streaming worldwide on kmre.org and on that note that funky note. Ooh, that funky note. Yeah. I'm AJ Barce, and I'm Chris Powell. We'll see you next time on the Bellingham
0: Podcast. Bam, bam, bam. Dude, did you hear that Daft Punk did a live stream of like one of their first concerts uh, oh, really? on Twitch okay. a couple days ago? Yeah, blew up, and you, it was a, a live like they did a live thing on Twitch. You can't watch it unless you saw it at when they aired it. That is like implied urgency. It was. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs>